0: is karma turner shot welcome to deep soul divers astrology and thanks for listening in my guest tonight is miss desiree ambi and uh she is uh santana santana desiree santana now yes and uh, when i knew her i call her des but her her real name is desiree and so i'm going to read her bio and then i'm going to welcome her in and we're going to talk a little bit about Scorpio energy and dreams and astrology and all kinds of fun stuff tonight and her coaching business. So Miss Desiree Santana is born and raised in Hawaii, the island of Oahu. Am I saying that right? She is wife and mom of two children. She grew up playing basketball, judo and soccer and had committed her time playing soccer for her high school and college. She connects with life and others by being outdoors, like at the beach and going on scenic hikes and being involved with her children's extracurricular activities and playing sports and music and dance. She has her bachelor's in psychology from Hawaii Pacific University and her master's in marriage and family therapy. She, since 2004, she's been in social services, advocacy, and counseling field. Fun, a fun fact is that she lived in Germany from 2012 to 2015, and that is when and where she learned her spiritual path since twenty twenty she has opened her spiritual life coaching l l c in Hawaii and holds a holistic license for her life coaching business so des welcome I have, hi you know uh you and I go way back, and you know I've learned so much from you you know when we we first met about what it means to be a Scorpio, you know, so for the listeners out there, you know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your chart and kind of our journey, you know, and how we met and, and just how, um, you know, I learned a lot from you about that Scorpio energy. And, you know, we were even talking about writing a book together at one point, you know, we just got, really and I was reading through some of the things you sent me about being a Scorpio. I found that in my email. So um, yeah, it was cool. I was looking at that. So you know, when I met when I met Des, we were in Germany, and we lived over there. And it was really interesting, because before I met her, I was in a different job. And I had had a dream that I was going to get a new job. And in the dream, I was working with someone with dark black hair that was real long, and that had, uh, you know, very, very uh beautiful. And I thought, well, they're from Hawaii, or they're from somewhere, you know, and, and I just kind of got a glimpse of someone in my dream and some people at work were like well this lady is supposed to get the the job over there and 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 the lady had blonde hair and blue eyes and i remember telling my coworker no that's not who i'm going to be working with and um that winter it was like december uh it was christmas and i remember i was in switzerland and and my family had came to visit my parents and i was in a in a hotel somewhere And I had a very vivid dream about a a very beautiful woman uh, lady came to me and asked me to please look after my daughter. And she had dark hair and and was beautiful and kind of faded away. And I didn't know who it was. And I kind of let it go. You know, I've always dreamed things. And then I didn't start working in the job with Des until January. And that's when I I got to the office and I met Des. I'm like, Oh, she was the girl in my dream that I remember working with and so we started uh our bond and des i don't even know how it all started when when we connected. i don't know how you if you want to say how you remember it i know when i came over but (laughs) i want to say um the
1: first day we were in a i was doing i was doing a i was in a training and I forget what building it was, but I was in a training, and you came in and introduced yourself to me. It was the first day, and you're like, "Hey, I think it was lunchtime." You said, "Hey, you know, it's lunchtime. Do you do you have time to come to lunch with me so we can talk and whatnot?" And I, and I told you, I think um, I had to go with my ex-husband, well husband at the time. I had to go with him to do some paperwork. So mm-hmm. I told you I couldn't, but maybe next time. And mm-hmm. then I think it was the following day or a couple of days later, you we that's how we started to talk about the dream. And that's and you mentioned that when you asked me to lunch, um, you wanted to talk about it and yeah. and let let me know about it. And I was um I remember being kind of like not scared, but just, just, um, I don't even know the word surprised, I guess. I was surprised that the dream, you you know, about the dream you told me it, this, the dream
0: about my mom. Is that correct? Yeah. I was, and, if you want to talk a little bit about that, how we figured that out. Oh <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I didn't know who it was. I, and then I met you and then it all kind of came out and, and then more and more things came. We can kind of talk about the cool. Right. Experience. Okay. You want me to talk about that right now?
1: sure whatever yeah okay yeah. okay so um how did that come out i think you you were t- you were describing the person in your dream who came to you and then i said i asked you is that my mom and then you said you weren't sure and that's when i started to talk about my mom how she passed away in um february 2008 and i think it, i was just kind of describing to you you know what she looks like um and that's I believe how we figured out that um it was my mom that came to you in your dream,
0: yes, and I think we started putting the pieces together because your life really started changing, you know, I think okay. when we first met um and, and and at that time, and you were helping me, and I was helping you and and we you know I won't say a lot about what we did, but we had a really hard <laughs> job. And- <laughs> And what I remember when we would go to lunch I still talk about you to my co- my friends and coworkers now uh, when we went to lunch I remember we were just so tired and we we didn't always get to go to lunch but when we did we didn't even want to talk we were so exhausted yeah. we'd just eat each other we just we'd eat you know and then uh, go back and uh, but you know it was uh, I think a really challenging time in both our lives but you know astrologically you know I can't remember um If you were going through your Saturn return at that time, or you had already been through it, um, this was twenty
1: thirteen. This was twenty thirteen when I started working.
0: So how I was born in eighty two. I think I was in my Saturn return. I think so because you know I think we were you know kind of I was looking at your chart and stuff and. And you know, I really wanted to have you on here because you know you're a eighth and twelfth house person, you know, which yes. is you know what my research is. And I mean, you have a eighth house moon like me. Um, your moons in Leo, mine's in Aries, and then you have you know your South Node and Mars and Neptune in the twelfth house. You have a stellium in Scorpio, a uh, Sun, Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, all, all in Scorpio, mid heaven Scorpio. So yes. you're you know you're a phoenix and an angel. You know you're both. And um, so when when we met, you know, you were very open to astrology and dreams. And, and I know I would talk all this stuff with you, you know, when we were uh, at lunch and things like that. And yeah, what was what was really cool, you know, what I remember is um, that was probably the, the most powerful time in my life where I went through a lot of changes when you and I worked together. And I think you did, too. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started to trust my intuition more. I think you know after I met you and stuff like that because we went through a lot together, you know. And right. and uh, I remember before I started working there, you know, I had a job that I really loved and it was really easy and fun and and I knew when I when I was to accept this new job, um, which ended up working with you, I knew that it was going to be hard. And I remember walking down the hall and something told me, "Oh man, I'm going to have to be strong." And and I I went to bed one night and I, before I started uh, working with you before I met you and I dreamed about a tiger. I was in the in the mountains with the snow with my husband and daughter and I saw this female tiger was there waiting for me, and and she just looked me in the eyes. It was so vivid and deep. And when I woke up, I knew I had to get a picture of a tiger and hang it in my oh. new office. And so I so there's a funny story about this. You know, uh, I became the tiger lady. Uh, and then uh, we'll tell the story about Des, uh, what her animal totem ended up being. <laughs> and uh, but the tiger, you know, was a symbol of strength and power. And 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 for me to be strong, it was really a warning to me, really, that I had to learn to be stronger and um, for this job that we were going to do. And so I found a picture. I happened to find one of a, uh I still got it right behind me. The tiger holding the baby cub. And and that came from and I I got that in Germany and I hung that in my office. If you remember, it was hanging right there in my door. Uh-huh. And and I got little lion, sta- or little tiger statues, tigers and uh, put them on my desk uh, just kind of for protection, you know, because I knew I was supposed to. And then I remember one day you came in my office and I'd had a really vivid dream about about some owls. And I had never dreamed about owls in my life. I still can see the dream des like it's a real memory. It was that vivid. I was on an island. And I didn't even think in my mind at the time that it was Hawaii, you know, because you're from Hawaii. I I didn't even think it was. And I was standing. I was looking. And there were all these owls. There were brown owls. But then there was a white owl. And the white owl turned its head. And it looked, its eyes were big and black. And it looked right at me. And it was so deep. It like, I knew it meant something. And then I woke up. So I think you happened to cover my office to help me with something. And you're back behind me. And I remember I was on the computer and I said, do you know what, have, what owls, you know, what do owls mean to you? You know, I had a weird dream about owls. And then you, I remember you got chills. You're like, oh my gosh. And then, so, you know, you want to share kind of what happened with that. And then we can tell yeah. you know, how, the owl woman in the office. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I remember when you shared with me about having dreams about owls and you described about the the white owl with the big black eyes. And I, I did. I remember having chills and I said, Carmen, that's one of our Amakua's God, like one of our God's protection. Um, you know, in Hawaii, uh, for us native Hawaiians, we have um, Amakua's and there's different animals that could represent our God, our amakua. And, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly which one is mine, but owls is one of, is one of the Amuquas for Hawaiians. So that, that's what I instantly connected with when you, you know, told me about your dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And didn't, didn't you say something that your mother used to read you a story about that, that owl or something, or there was something?
1: Uh, Oh, man.
0: Like the protection yeah like something with protection kind of like the tiger it was kind of a warning thing and right and it was yeah cool. yeah it
1: it, it it yeah it definitely um resembles it's a symbol of, of protection yeah
0: how do you say the owl's name the how do you say it uh <laughs> i like it well Yeah, and it's a white owl. Yeah, it's so interesting. Because then, you know, we, I said, we got to get you an owl and put it, we have to get some owls in your office. And you bought some owl pillows and we got you some owl statues. I remember I found um, cartoon looking
1: owls and and you came in, you're like, Dad, what are these? And I forget the word (laughs) you use, but like, (laughs) not this. And then you brought in some really nice, beautiful owls. I still have them. I have yeah. I think you bought me three, like yeah. one kind of big one, one medium one, and one small one. And the small one, I take, I have that um, at my office.
0: That's amazing. I, I, I was like, yeah, those, those pillows aren't going to work. You need like some real strong, like real owls here to protect you. Like, not these cartoon pillow things. No. So I remember that. And uh so yeah, and and so people would come in and they'd see all these tigers in my office. Then they go next door to Dez's office and she had all these owls Or are like you guys are like the tiger woman and the owl lady. And <laughs> uh I tell you, I think I think you probably saw my Aries eighth house moon come out more than anyone ever has in my life when I worked with you, probably. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I think I, I probably lost my temper quite a bit when I was in that job, uh what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an intense, intense in time. And and I remember, um, you know, asking you, I remember, you know, because my north node is in Scorpio. Yeah. And so I thought, how, you know, I'm a Taurus girl at heart, you know, south node Taurus. How am I ever going to be a Scorpio? Like, I can't even be that at all. Like and I and I remember asking you, how do I be a Scorpio? And you're like, how do you do it? And I remember remember you asking me that
1: almost every day. And I think my very first response to you was, "Um,
0: just be like me. I know. I'm I'm like, like, but I don't know how. And you're like, just just cut it. I just, you just cut it off. You just, you know. So tell it, tell the listeners, you know, you know, she's, she is a Scorpio Phoenix here, guys. She's got all this Scorpio. So for Scorpios listening or people out there that want to learn more about Scorpio and how to be one, if your, you know, north node is there and then your moon in the eighth also makes you very much a phoenix and uh, gives you that energy. How, what's it like being a Scorpio? Like, what are tips you would give to the listeners that are interested in astrology?
1: Right. Um well, the first question, what it's like being a Scorpio. Well, that's where I, I, you know, when you started teaching me about everything about astrology and you're like, Des, you're meant to do this. I was like, Oh no. I remember we we're laughing. I remember we we're laughing that first time you told me that I was meant to, you know, do spiritual work and somehow like help out with us, you know, read charts. And, um, but anyhow, from that day forward through the process of just learning from you, you know, about astrology and the, and the layers of astrology, I had to figure out, okay, what part of me is the eighth house Scorpio? And what's the other part of me that, you know, is the 12th house. Um, and kind of like try to figure out what, you know, I have all these different energies and and influences, but which one's which, you know, that's what I was trying to figure out throughout process and i i feel like at this point i'm able to um figure it out a little more confidently so the eighth house scorpio part of me um is where how do i explain it the way i'm able to identify it is like if i feel like i'm um if i feel like i'm going if i feel like i'm going through like some kind of um darkness or going through like a transform transformative phase or if i'm if i'm um doing things that are that's meant to like just kind of cut not really cut people out but cut the things out that doesn't really serve me and i cut it completely and just move forward like those are the things those are the parts of me that i'm able to identify that um that's the scorpio side of me
0: and so it's like a strength when when you say cut how are you emotionally mentally like uh, mind body spirit cutting off the energy or or to 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 protect yourself like to survive kind of thing or is it just like like how do you describe it
1: right and that's a very good question because there's times when I can cut either the energy or the person like out of my life without even yeah. feeling bad about it but yeah. for the most part it's like and this is this is the thing that I always explain to people as a Scorpio 8th um, house person, I feel things really, really deeply. I feel it. It's pretty, my, just my day-to-day life feels intense. Yes. However, I don't show it. It's not like in my facial expression, in how I show how I am. It doesn't come off that way. And that's why people get confused. They're like, you're not a Scorpio. Like A lot of them say, I don't like Scorpios, but you're the one Scorpio I like. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people tell me that and um, and so I just feel like um, it, I feel like there are certain things that I just kind of cut off energetic wise but then but then um, inside of me it's still it's still there so I go through a process of like a healing I go within myself to To just kind of heal whatever that energy or whatever that situation is that I'm trying to cut off, and I just keep going forward with that. And it's pretty much I go forward and don't look back.
0: I like see there you go. So for the listeners out there that that want to learn how to cut maybe a person out of their life that maybe is unhealthy or that isn't treating them right, or how do you do that? What's your advice to them? How can they, how can they do this? Tap it. How do they harness Scorpio energy and tap into that kind of strength? Cause I think that's <clears throat> the strength of Scorpio that you have is to move on from things that aren't serving you or that are hurting you, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and I've had to cut a handful of people out of my life, but you know what? <laughs> even though i were was able to uh, cut them out and for several years they somehow come back in <laughs> but when they come back in it's a new chapter it's not the same what it was before so there's that transformative process mm-hmm. and it and it's it's, it's it's um i guess it's better um in as far as, uh, for those that I have cut out in the past and then they came back. Um, the, re- whether it's a friendship or relationship, it's, it's better than what it was prior. Um, but in the process of doing it, it was hard. Um, it definitely isn't easy. It's a mindset that you have to put yourself in. It's a lot of self-talk, positive self-talk that you have to do to yourself and remind yourself that, you know, yeah. This is going to be hard, but you need to do this for yourself um let allow yourself to go through the, the healing process um the crying the like you know whatever what whatever it is you need to do to go through your healing process and 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 the thing with being a Scorpio is we tend to heal on our own. we don't reach out to others. Unless if we absolutely need to, and I do, I do reach out. Unless, you know, at the very, very end, after I have done
0: my own inner work. Oh, um. So it's private. Yeah. You would say? Would you say Scorpios deal with with crisis and change in private, like uh, yes. very much on their own? That that's what I see too. Like they they don't want to show they're vulnerable you know, to others or show weakness or to burden others, I think is also what some of them tell me. Yes. They, like you want to be okay first before you kind of before. And people wouldn't even know this is like, I'm wondering if you feel this way, like with Scorpio, I feel like they can be so secretive and they can yes. seem fine on the outside. Mm-hmm. but Inside I can feel their energy. And I can feel when they're not okay, but they won't show it on the outside. Yeah. So and I think I sense them, you know, I can feel uh, their energy because mm-hmm. I'm empathic. But um, to me, Scorpios are resilient. They're one of the most resilient signs because they rule the eighth house, which is the house of of rebirth, transformation, growth, healing, all these things. So, um, but for you, like, it's interesting, you know, how how have you kind of resonated with that phoenix energy you know that i talk about in my new book phoenixes and angels you know because you've got both phoenix and angel in you you know yeah what does being a phoenix mean to you like do you feel do you resonate with that symbol of being a scorpio stellium and eighth Or,
1: well yes for sure i i do resonate with that At at this point in my life, and at least I would say within the past eight years since I moved back home. Prior to that, when I first was learning all this from you, I, I don't, I don't know what I would have said. I think I was still kind of like, what is all this about? But I trust Carmen, so I'm just going to go with it. (laughs) Um, but yes, uh, currently within the past like eight years, I was, I was able to, um, really resonate with the Phoenix because I was going through like the initial sh- separation back in 2015, right? And uh was going through a really, really dark time. And um, um I remember, you know, that going through the darkness kind of like I, I remember talking to you a lot as well while I was going through it. Um but In a way, I was also like just trying to keep it all. Like I don't even know how to explain it. I was trying to like deal with it on my own, yeah. And um, you know, go through that darkness and whatnot, and go through that. And I, I went through like a transformative phase during that time. Um, so when you we talk when you talk about like phoenix, um, you know, like when a person goes to the darkness and comes through the other end as a Phoenix, they go through that transformation. Um, that's, that's what I resonate with because I feel like with the Scorpio energy, that's what they have to go through. They have to go within themselves, use their inner resources, their Mm -hmm. strengths and, and to be able to heal from, you know, all, whatever it is, all that darkness. All that, um, hidden, hidden, those things that's like hidden from others, um, you know, whatever secrets and darkness that they, they've been going through, like they gotta heal. They gotta go through it and heal in the dark alone for them to come out new is what I felt like I went through. Yeah. And, um, the way I explain it to, you know, even with some, with my clients who are learning about astrology and how to use it, um, how, how to use it to, uh, in, in our life coaching sessions, I explained to them, um, with, with this, with being a Scorpio, that's, that's what it's, it's really about. It's the healing, you know, it's healing within yourself. Um, the healing process is not gonna feel good at all. Cause there's different kind of healings. When people think, oh, therapy, counseling, healing, they think white color, like mm-hmm. vacation, um, a night, they you know, like some, you know, most people think like, oh, this will feel great. And it it's not. And that's the Scorpio feeling. It the healing process is horrible. It's painful. It feels like you're being stabbed. You know, like those are the things that um I you know I experienced when I was going through the healing process and the transformation before I came out on the other end.
0: So so as a scorp as a Scorpio stallium and an eighth house moon person, um do you think it's kind of? Do you see this from a lot of Scorpios and Eighth House people? Like I know you're in my Eighth House uh, astrology group mm-hmm. and in my twelfth House group. Um, do you see uh, that kind of theme? You know, I feel like that. Really, I'm kind of the same way too in a lot of ways. With my, I have a lot of planets in the Eighth House, and I do try to. The things I've been through, people wouldn't even know. That I was struggling because I still would put a smile on my face and I would like hide it. And 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 I think it really is that that part of eighth houses and Scorpios that don't want to burden other people. And I, I think sometimes, you know, at my tips, you know, for Scorpios and Phoenixes in my book is to it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay to to show emotion, it's okay to be vulnerable. Um, because that's the thing with eight Eighth Housers and Scorpio, you know, we need to trust someone fully to let them see that we're struggling. And I think, you know, even when we do trust people, we we just try to do it on our own. And uh, so I know you've probably been through more than one death and rebirth, you know, call it a dark night of the soul. <laughs> it's probably not your first. It wasn't your first time, you know, when we met right. in Germany that, that you went through something, but it was a big one. And I think you've been through many of them, you know, and, and I have too. And, you know, and I just really want to tap into your knowledge to share with these other eighth house folks and these people that have a lot of Scorpio energy. Um, And we can get into the 12th house here in a little bit, but uh, you have that as well. But, you know, what, what can help a Scorpio um, heal? What, what, what do you think helps a Scorpio heal and what are, what are some tips you would give for eighth housers to kind of overcome that that heavy energy, you know, because it is a very, very serious energy, you know, that we have because we're serious. We're mm-hmm. we feel so deep. It is. It's like so deep. You don't have words for it. I don't know if right. you feel like like, like a lot. Oh, video. yeah. Like you don't know how to verbalize what you're feeling because it's so deep. So like, do you does music help you? Does art? you know, what things do you do that help you kind of express those emotions and stuff as a Scorpio stellium, sun, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, all in Scorpio for you. And then you've got an eighth house moon. Right. So the things, the things that
1: help me, um, I do express, I do a lot of expressive writing. So it's really, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. It's just, writing whatever um whatever comes out at the moment so i usually have like you know i guess journal books writing books um to do that when my mom passed away um i wrote every day in a journal book every day for at least a year or so until i felt like i was at peace and i wrote it was like it was writing to my mom i would write to her every single day um, so that was my way of healing and grieving um with that with that uh transformative phase I went through um, And then, in other areas or other, yeah, in other situations i would i would say writing, but also. I'm a very, like, physical person, so I need to, like, work out. I need to hit a punching bag. I need to, like, release things, like. The energy. um, Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need to, exactly, instead of hold it in. Because when, you know, Scorpio and Eighth House rules the female reproductive system, you know, in the reproductive areas. So that's where we're we're vulnerable, right, if we don't express the energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So those are my two, my two things that works for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think journaling. Yeah. I think that's kind of some of the tips I give is that, you know, if you can't speak it, you know, just, you know, write it, write, just start writing and then you can burn it, you know, rip it up, whatever, write a letter to someone, you know, that hurt you or if you felt betrayed, you know, by, and, and it's, it's interesting when the thing that was always hard for me is, you know, you talked about, you know, being able to cut people off. That was really hard for me because I got, I got too much 12th house. So we, you know, I had to learn to have boundaries and it's okay to be, say no, and I don't have to help all these people, right? <laughs> Even if they hurt me, I don't have to let them back in my life. So, uh, you know, I, I'm learning to be a Scorpio, you know, I don't have all your Scorpio. So um getting there, my North node, I'm in there now. It, it was hard and it hurt really bad to move towards Scorpio, but I feel like now I feel more like a Scorpio now. But the thing I have trouble with is when the people that aren't good for us or that hurt us when they come back. And like you talked about that, when they come back, um, I had to learn, I learned now that I need to shut that. I can't let that door open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned that it it changed for you that now were these people that came back, Were did you have to have them in your life for other reasons? Practical reasons, or why did? Are there people you haven't let back in? For or did you let them all back in? You mentioned like it changed later right. when you. I but think you it, them it, back was just in. Yeah. it was the
1: timing. It was a timing. Like they, they're not back in, and it's like everything is peachy, and it's they're back in to some degree, okay. and then there's boundaries, and they know it because I tell them specifically, you know what these boundaries are and you know we can still have like um we can still have like a a friendship or uh whatever uh not a relationship like like a relationship but you know whatever the relationship is we can have that kind of connection but there's boundaries and they know not to cross over it do so of course the, do
0: you trust them though
1: do you trust them um, No, i would say well one person in particular i would say no yeah um and so so that's why i say that the that relationship or friendship is different yeah right yeah and they also know not to cross over because if they do that's it it's done
0: so you may yeah. give it. So as a Scorpio, you may give one more chance, but there's, yeah. there's a boundary and there's a there's a wall now that might be up. So it's not as free and, and open as you were with them before.
1: Right. So but you're more, can, more, cautious, more cautious. Oh, of course. Of course. And but I can still like laugh and it's not like fake laugh. We can still like joke around, yeah. you know, still have that connection. Sure. Um. But I know I know who my people are that I can go to. Who my people are that I can trust. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So let yeah. me ask you. Uh, um, let me ask you this. So you know, as a Scorpio, one of the biggest things is a is a phoenix is is learning to forgive other people, um, and let go of the past, and and move forward fully and 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 forgive. And I guess what's your experience with that with betrayal? And, and having to forgive people that maybe hurt you. Like um, I know, you know, it, it may have led you to be in a counselor. You know, we can talk about that too, how you became, um, you know, got into therapy and helping with helping people, um, mm-hmm. which is a very much a Scorpio uh, eighth house thing. But, you know, what helped you forgive those that might have, you may have felt betrayed by, like what helped you really become a Phoenix and, and, and let go of the past and things like that.
1: Right. Um. Right now I'm thinking of all the different situations and one of it that came to my mind is truth. Mm -hmm. As once I find out the truth, um, in that relationship, in that friendship, whatever it is, that truth helps me let it go and move forward. And that's, it's crazy because it's like it's it's simple but that's the key um and being able to move forward and let go
0: knowing the truth so like so not knowing the details not knowing or being kept in the dark is is hard so if you have the truth about everything that they did or happened or whatever then you're able to forgive and kind of move on.
1: Right. Or, so I'll, I'll give an example without going into details. Yeah. So like in a lot of my experiences, I've, you know, read relationships, um, I've been like the other people, the other people have been the ones to blame me mm-hmm. and keep putting, putting blame on me for whatever it is that happened in that yeah. relationship. And, and I would believe, I, like, I wouldn't believe, but then I was like, well, I don't know, like, you know, like, so, and then when, when that relationship ends, and then I, that's usually when I find out about the truth, when the relationship ends, and I find the truth out in one way or another, I'm able to, whatever anger I had towards that person, um, or whatnot, like, I'm able to let it go, I find the truth out, and nine out of 10 times, that person will apologize and will admit it. And then I'm able to let it go and move forward. Yeah.
0: So, so tell us a little bit, you know, how you decided to become, uh, you know, study psychology and and become a counselor and, and tell us a little bit about what you do to help people heal, you know, as, as a Scorpio, you know, what, what do you do? And I know you're, you've got the mid heaven Scorpio. So you're, I know I know what you're doing, but, you know, kind of tell us some things you started out and kind of why you wanted to go into this field. Um,
1: my sister, if my sister ever came across this, she'd be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember being little. I don't know how old I was, probably like five, six years old. I, uh, Me and my sister, she's like eight years older than me. And we would share a room at okay. that time. There was four of us. So I'm the youngest of four and um i remember she would talk to me about her problems whatever problems she was having friendship problems boyfriend problems and she would talk about wanting to run away um and this would be at night you know while i'm in sleeping in my bed <laughs> or like not sleeping but laying in my bed and yeah. she's like you know we shared a room at that time so she'd be in the room too, like just either whether she'd be crying or just venting. But so I I got to experience at a very young age um being that person that people came to. Mm-hmm. Um and for some reason in high school, I would I want to say by the time I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, I already knew mm-hmm. I wanted to um take psychology as as my college you know college focus or degree um but i don't i think um throughout the years i i noticed that you know my friend like i was always like that go-to person um i would listen a lot and and help so that was just kind of the theme throughout throughout my early childhood, um, throughout high
0: school, college.
1: Yeah.
0: Attracting people that had pain, that had problems and they wanted to share their dark secrets with you. Right. Yes. Scorpio. You're a Scorpio. You just, especially at, um,
1: I, I noticed like even at random places, like, not random, but like, um, if I'm by myself, usually when I'm by myself, like let's say I at a park or I'm sitting at a bench on school campus, cause I went to Hawaii Pacific university. We're on like a, a, like the way that the college is, it has like a lot of businesses and then there's a lot of homeless as well. And I remember like when I'd be sitting on the bench by myself, that's the key. Yeah. That's when I attract, <laughs> um, people who just come up and start talking about their life and yeah so i i do recall many many instances like that especially in germany um that happened quite a lot at the parks um but i i had my kids they would be oh and that's the thing they would be playing so they weren't by me
0: oh okay yeah and did you so. and i never knew what that was until i started learning astrology. Cause I, when I was young, the same thing. People would come up to me in the grocery store, and or come up to me at a ballpark or somewhere, wherever I was, and start telling me really deep, dark, you know, really serious things, like you know, right. the dad died, or they're, or they broke up, and they were they were depressed, or that they didn't really want to be here. I mean, I've had people come up to me that really were I was worried about, and and so I wanted to learn how to how to work in a crisis like well, how to help people like in a serious thing cuz i didn't i'm like what is it about me where why are they telling me all this you know and so i was the same way and and you know and and we and after researching astrology i realized well it's that scorpio energy it's that eighth house uh those planets in the eighth house you know sun moon or if you have more than 3 planets in the eighth or if you have a lot of scorpio energy uh we that's what i hear from them from thousands of people from all over the world tell mm-hmm. me the same thing that that's one of the patterns that I've observed is, is that they, you know, they attract uh, people that want to share all their secrets with them. And very, very deep psychological things like their problems. And so a lot of us go into counseling and social work and psychology. So and it sounds like, you know, you're in your soul mission, you know, you're, you're doing practical service, you're helping people. Um, your coaching, you know, I know you said that's what you're coaching. And you used to work with um survivors of of domestic violence, sexual assault, you know, different things, which is very Scorpio, you know, uh mid heaven there. And you have a your Scorpio stellium's in the tenth house, which I find is is really cool because that's your career house. Right. You know? So you're you're you always like I remember I told you have good luck with your career. You know, because you got Jupiter in the tenth house and you got all this Scorpio there. And anything you do that's deep and healing and helps other people, you're gonna you're gonna have good luck and good fortune with it. You know.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know, um, while you're talking about how us eighth housers um attract people in, like who wants to you know, talk about their life and all that deep stuff. I was wondering about doesn't that happen to us as twelve houses too? Isn't is that a twelve house thing as well?
0: Yes, yes. twelfth house people as well are angels, and they they also um, attract people that need help, and and it's a little different because they lack boundaries, mm. uh, where and and so they tend to take on everybody's stuff, and right. make it, they they got to be the savior, the martyr, and fix them and help them where eighth housers are just deep and they listen. Like, like you said, you just listen to them and they, ju- and you just are really deep and quiet and, 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 you know, just your presence like eighth house people, they know how to have boundaries a little bit better than 12th house people, I think. And, um, and I'm looking here on, we got Crystal. Uh, hi, Crystal, Crystal Kennedy put on the chat. Uh, she's South note Scorpio and she can relate. And but I've come to realize that I'm stepping into my north node and Taurus. or Yeah. Yeah. So, Crystal, you and I are flip nodes. You know, I've been a Taurus south node. Now I'm having to be a north node Scorpio. So uh what I've learned, you're you're now learning and what you learned, I'm learning. So it's like we could help each other. Uh It is interesting. You know, as we get older, we start moving into our soul mission, which is the north node in our chart, uh, which it looks like a little horseshoe thing. And, uh, and we have our, you know, our past lives, which for you, Des, you, you mastered the 12th house. So you've already um, been an angel. I mean, and you've got Mars there and Neptune, the ruler of the 12th in your 12th, and it's in Sagittarius. Um, but you've got the South node in Capricorn in the 12th house, North node Cancer in the sixth house of Virgo, which is, it's really about you've already been spiritual and studied spiritual things. And so that's probably, you know, why we clicked and and you had an interest in astrology. You know, mm-hmm. you started learning it after we met, you know, years ago and 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 bring it into your work and 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 with people and and your kids and you know <laughs> and uh learn about them and and it's 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 just such a powerful tool, a counseling tool, like a psychological tool. And and I know that that it really helps people. And so you're really learning to, I've seen what you're doing in your life and in your journey, and you're really um, learning to do the practical service, you you know, balancing the 12th and and six houses, you know, balancing that spiritual service, escaping from the world, wanting to have a spiritual path, wanting peace, harmony um, with having to go into the world and, and do practical service. So, and, and nurture others. So you're learning to nurture other people and nurture yourself. That's big with your North node and cancer is nurturing and service, you know, helping yeah. people helping people in a practical way, you know, not taking on all their problems for them, you know. Right. And so you kind of are doing that, you know, as a coach, you know, you said you're coaching people uh, virtually and on the phone. Like, what kind of clients do you work with? Like, do you tap into your eighth house and Scorpio gifts when you're doing coaching? Um, I wouldn't say so. Uh,
1: I mean, like when I'm working with them, I'm just genuinely myself. I I don't want to be anybody else. I just connect with them on a human level. Um, really try just focusing on what it is they want to accomplish or what their goal is. Um, the kind of clients that I work with, uh, with my life coaching, um, majority of them are from the mainland. Um there's a very there's i i do have some here on um in Hawaii but uh for some reason a lot of people from the mainland yeah um prefer life coaching over therapy, okay, yeah, that's what I've noticed with the clients i've um been yeah, working with, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Where I on Oahu or Hawaii in Hawaii, it seems like most people would want to go through therapy, especially because um, their medical insurance covers it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like just when I look at the, you know, my the clientele and that's what I'm just kind of seeing in general. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, so does, you know, for the listeners, we got some folks watching a, uh, Crystal said, you know, she's the son, has the son in the 12th house. Uh, I do too, Crystal. And man, yeah, boundaries were a real life lesson. And I've learned to be strong. I kind of feel like, you know, when I, when you knew me, Des, I I feel like I was, I was not uh, strong and I didn't have, you know, good boundaries really yet. I was still kind of, I was like, I used to ask you all the time, how do I be a Scorpio man? Like, how? I teach me like I want to I'm a North node Scorpio. I want to master it because I'm sick of this. I'm sick of having to learn this lesson, man. So, um, you know, and and I got to say, you know, through experience and we can't deny our birth chart, you know, through having eighth and twelfth house planets, you know, being phoenixes and angels, we we learn um, by going through pain. Unfortunately, I think that's part of why we have to go through certain life things, and there's a reason, you know, everything you went through, everything I went through, uh, all these things we go through in our life are kind of our soul's journey that that we, ch- I believe we choose it before we come. But we don't remember. You're like, why? You know, Carmen, I would never choose this. You know, I'm like, well, you did. And I, and I believe I did too. And then we learn. And then we, you know, we get to where we're supposed to be and um, through experience, because there's no greater teacher than experience. And that's what I've learned. Because I had to live through things and and I had to emotionally heal and 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 adapt and and keep going forward, you know. And and I believe astrology can make us more resilient. And I think you know, as a Scorpio uh, stellium and an eighth houseer and your twelfth um, you know, I really think that you know these are the most spiritual houses. So, I guess you know what what kind of advice do you have for the 8th and 12th house people that are listening in, like, um, you know, what's helped you um, overcome, you know, I know, you talked a little bit about forgiveness, you know, what helps you, you know, move forward and, 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 and keep going. And what makes you strong, even when life is hard, like what, what helps you adapt and, and overcome and, and be resilient, you know, to life's crisis and all these things
1: yeah that's a jam-packed question uh, <laughs> i know we we don't have a ton of time i think we got
0: like five minutes five minutes
1: all i can really say is like it you know trust you know for eighth and twelve houses we we're very intuitive we are um especially with 12 house you know we have such a spiritual gift, well, eight and twelve, such a spiritual gift, and we just want to be confident with it. Just know that that's with you, God, you know, God or wh- whoever you were born with this. You were born with this gift and um, and trusting in it, trusting in your intuition um, and just using using it for using it on your path. Um, that's, I mean, I wish I had something more to tell you, but like, that's really what my, you know, tips would be is because I think that was the hard part for me at the beginning. I didn't trust my, I like, I knew, I knew I was intuitive. I knew I've heard this throughout my whole life. I had several teachers telling me this from when I was young, but I never trusted it i you know um i think i yeah didn't start trusting it until i met you that's when i went through my process of like actually trusting what i have
0: (laughs) yeah that's really cool yeah i mean we've we got about three minutes left so um but i want to i want to i want you to get to tell us a little bit where they can find you and things like that here in a minute but but you're right like learning to trust yourself and your own intuition. And, and like, there's uh eighth and 12th house people listening, you know, right now uh, live in the, in the group, I have it streaming. <laughs> so uh, pretty cool in the 12th house Facebook group. Yeah. Des has been a part of the groups uh, for many, many years. And so thank you, Des. And I think that's the big theme is, you know, we learn when we, when we doubt our intuition, when we don't listen, because it is a spiritual gift. That twelfth and eighth house people have different abilities. They have these different gifts, and I talk a little bit about it in my in my new book, "Phoenixes and Angels: Mastering the Eighth and Twelfth Astrological Houses." If if you haven't grabbed a copy, it's out. Um, I go into detail about about that trust in your intuition, your dreams, um, you know, believing in yourself and not doubting yourself. And sometimes we have we have to learn by not listening. And I'm like, I knew it, I knew it, right? And so we got a couple minutes left. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you. You know, where's your website? What are so, some of your social media links, Des, for the listeners out there? Um. Okay,
1: I can spell it out because <laughs> I don't have anything to show
0: right now. So you um, Life uh, your journey dot com. Yes, Lifecoachthisisyourjourney.com. dot com. You can find Des. And um, and also, you're on Instagram. You have an Instagram page, it is? Yes, I do. What's the name of it? Where uh, they on Insta? Oh, my goodness. It's I De- am so sorry. I it's think Dez, it's Dez Santana.
1: I think it's Dez De,
0: T-I-Y-J. All right. And if you you can contact me too if you want to find you know get with Des but she does have her website uh, life life coach journey dot com she's out in Hawaii uh, but she does a lot of clients in the mainland and I think we got like less than a minute left but Ge- Des I want to thank you for coming on and and being my friend all these years and and knowing you helped me embrace my Scorpio North Node. That- and I'm like, hey, I want to be like Des and I want to I want to be able to cut things off and forgive and and not let certain things back in my life and people. And it took a long time to learn it, but I'm getting there. So for all the listeners out there, uh, thank you for uh, listening in. You can find more about the show at uh, wwwcarmenturnershot.com. You can follow my YouTube channel. Carmen Turner Shot is my handle and my Instagram, Carmen Turner Shot author. And Facebook, uh, Deep Soul Divers Astrology, Karma Turner with Karma Turner Shaw. Love for you to follow and message. And if you listen to this, you want to reach out to Des. You can contact me, and I'll get you in touch with her. But thanks for for joining Des. We're we're wrapping up here in a couple seconds. Thanks for everybody that watched or listened in. And again, you know, grab Phoenixes and Angels. Uh, it's out there. Appreciate everybody. Thank you. Thank you.